You're listening to Canada's Court, your home for all your Canadian basketball needs. Here's your host, Philip Drost. Well, the Canadian March Madness got underway this weekend. Conference tournaments across the country determined who would get to compete for a national championship. The women's teams will play in Toronto while the men head to Halifax. And one of those players who certainly earned her spot there is Haley McDonald of Port Williams, Nova Scotia. She helped the Acadia Axe women win their second straight Atlantic University Sports Championship, and she did it in pretty dramatic fashion. McDonald scored an AUS record of 51 points to help her team beat the UPEI Panthers in the semifinals, and then she followed it up with 29 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds to beat the Memorial Seahawks in the championship game. And she's not done. On Thursday, her Axe women will play the Saskatchewan Huskies in the quarterfinal of the National Championship in Toronto. Haley McDonald joins me on the line to talk about it. Haley, thanks for coming on the podcast. No problem. It's my pleasure. First of all, congratulations on the uh, second straight AUS championship. Thank you very much. And uh, y- your team was on fire for the tournament, but you didn't. Your team didn't come into it as the the favorites. You had lost your last uh, four regular season games. What got, gave you guys the confidence going into the weekend? Um, so the best thing about the final six tournament is that anyone can win, and it's almost like a reset button at the beginning of the tournament. So you come in, you have your you have your rankings, but really anything can happen. Um, one through six was super strong this year. I think most of us kind of beaten each other a few times or at least once so we knew the rankings obviously had they meant something and we had played each other a lot but we had confidence that we could beat every single team in that tournament was there a a few ups and downs throughout the season how did it go yeah I mean there's always a few ups and downs with the first season Uh, we lost a lot of our key players last year so there was a bit of a building period at the beginning of the season for sure everyone was just kind of finding their new roles because um, we had a lot of players that had to step up into much larger roles than they had last year. But I think we just have to weather those storms. Um, it's going to happen no matter what. No matter if you're 20 and 0 or 0 and 20, you're always going to have some ups and downs. So I think we really just had to focus on the end goal. Do you think a lot of people expected you to uh, finish where you finished uh, as the champions? I mean, you guys, as you said, lost quite a few players. Yeah, I think I don't think anyone would have expected us to win, for sure, actually. Uh, the beginning of the season coaches poll had us finishing third, I believe, third or fourth. And we knew that, that like that's what most people probably thought. Um, we never thought that we weren't going to do well. It's definitely a culture thing. So they come, players come in, they leave their footprint, and then they walk away. And we knew that we just had to continue with the culture that we had been building. And we knew that that would take us to the championship, for sure. And you were uh, one of the players who ended up stepping up for the team. How important that was that for uh, for yourself? Um, it was nice to know that all of the work I put in was able to come together when it really mattered. Um, as a team, we put in a ton of work. We have individuals, practices, weights, therapy sessions, everything. So it was so nice to see it all come together there on the Scotiabank Centre for sure. So you won your first game and then you went on to... Uh, the semifinals against the higher-ranked UPEI, and that's when you uh, watched one of the best performances I've ever seen in person. You scored a record-setting 51 points. Did you know going into the game that you were going to have such a such a huge scoring night? <laughs> no, I had no idea. <laughs> um, the night before, I didn't. I score very well, so 
I knew if we, we were playing a much tougher opponent the next day, uh, for us anyway. Um, we matched up against them a little bit differently than we do Dal, so it's a little bit tougher. Um, I just knew that, we knew as a team that everyone had to play their absolute best in order for us to beat PEI, and we had to come together as a group, and I think we did that, which is fantastic. And I, I could never have predicted I would have scored 51 points in that game anyway. And uh, you were knocking uh, shots down from everywhere on the court. At what point did you realize you were uh, doing something special? I had no idea. Um, I, those shots are practice shots for me. Um, I've been able to shoot a pretty deep three since about high school. So I've, I know I can knock those down. Um, I thought I maybe scored high 30s, low 40s, which still would have been amazing for sure in a semifinal game. Uh, they didn't tell me until after the game that it was 51 points, and I was shocked, actually. <laughs> yeah, what was going through your head when you heard that? Um, it was just so nice to know that everything that we do comes together, and every you get rewarded, basically, if you for your hard work, regardless of, like, the universe just rewards you, which is amazing, and I really believe in the whole, everything happens for a reason, and I just think it's so cool that you put in all this work, you go to all these camps, uh, you dedicate so much of your life to a sport like this, and then it rewards you in the end, which is amazing. You mentioned how those deep threes are, are practice shots for you. When did you start really practicing those? Um, I could hit those in high school, probably like grade 11, grade 10. Um, I had a guy that I used to, a shooting coach that I used to go to, Dave Harris, who uh, really helped me out. And we used to, I mean, once you kind of could hit three out of five from the line, he let you take a step back, and then I just kept taking steps back i guess yeah no kidding and some of those were with a, a hand in your face too it's kind of a a bit of a, a dialogue i guess on, on the way the game has changed that's becoming more of a, a common shot yeah for sure especially in the women's game where it's not quite as flashy as the men's game with all, all the dunks and all that type of stuff i think the three ball has really elevated the game for sure and i think now you have people coming in that might not have been able to make an impact in another area but if they can just shoot on the three-point line I mean it really opens up the rest of the game for everyone else and uh you said how uh the women's games aren't always as flashy but I'll tell you that was that game against UPEI was one of the best basketball games I've ever watched so I don't know if uh people should hold that uh stereotype too much longer <laughs> I agree with that <laughs> did you know you were did you, so when did you uh find out you had set a record after the game um when the lady handed me the player of the game envelope. And uh, what she was She said, do you know what you did? And I said, no. And she said, you scored 51 points. That's a new AUS record. And I said, oh my gosh, wow. Amazing. <laughs> What's it like to have your uh, name in the record books like that? Uh, it's amazing. Uh, there's a lot of players in that record book that I looked up to growing up. And I just, it's beyond me that I can, that I even have the privilege of having my name in that book. And uh, you did it in a huge playoff game. I take it you uh, you weren't feeling too much pressure then? Um, no, I don't like to think it's too much pressure. I think it, there's more of an excitement. Um, as a team, if we're nervous or anything like that, I think nerves are fine, but you can get rid of nerves by preparation. I think we were really prepared for that game. We were really excited for the game. Uh, our team brings energy from the dynamic warm-up. So we carry that all the way through a normal warm-up on the bench. If you're on the floor, it doesn't matter what your role is. Everyone has the same amount of energy and everyone wants the game, wants to win the game as much as the next person. Now, uh, what was it like after the game? Uh, I'm sure you were getting lots of, lots of messages 
it was all over Twitter. I think it was even on uh, Sportsnet and and that sort of stuff. You must have uh, been uh, your phone must have been going a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was going. Yeah, it was going pretty crazy actually. Um, I I don't know. I just think it's amazing that people follow the women's sport as much as they do because it's just people don't think it's as big as it is and it's it's actually I would say maybe even more of a technical game than the men's game just because of all the stuff that we do and I just think it's amazing that everyone watched the AOS championships everyone saw that um the sports that showed it's amazing um, my dad actually loves that show and saw it and sent it to me right away so it was pretty pretty unreal that's for sure you mentioned how uh, the AUS women's games were so well uh, watched. Do you think that's been sort of uh, something that's increased over the years? A hundred percent, yeah. Um, our Acadia team has the best women's attendance in the country. So uh, our fans come everywhere with us. Our parents are always there. They're sitting in the front row and uh, at center court. Um, all the community basketball teams come and watch us. A lot of them came to the Metro Center. The team that I played for growing up came. Um we just the women's AUS fans are absolutely amazing, and I would say they're probably the best in the country. That's got to feel pretty special. Oh, it's amazing! Home games are amazing, away games are amazing. The stands are always packed. It's unreal. And of course, there wasn't a lot of time to celebrate after that uh, big semifinal game. You had to go on and play against Memorial, uh, and then you guys, of course, won. What did it mean to bring a second, a back-to-back AUS championships for uh, Acadia? It's amazing. Um, I grew up watching the girls that won in 2012, and I came when they won it, and it just it looked like such an amazing feeling, such an amazing experience. And when we had it last year, we were we were more favorited to win last year. I would say um, we went 18 and two. We were first in the in the conference, and we ended up having the national player of the year on our team as well. So it was definitely expected more last year, and I think this year was just so sweet that we were kind of we didn't think we were the underdogs, but I think a lot of people saw us as the underdogs. So it was just so nice that we could win, come out, just kind of almost show those people that, you know, like we still have it. We might not have those players anymore, but we're still, well, we're still pretty close to the same team and we can still do the same type of stuff. And you mentioned how you were uh, perceived as underdogs. Now you're going to the youth sports final eight as probably still considered underdogs. What's it going to take to uh, make a run at the national championship? I think we just have to keep doing what we're doing, obviously. Um, all the teams at the final eight are absolutely amazing. Um, they've all won their conferences or are very highly seated with wild cards. And the host team is also an extremely strong team this year. So I think we just, that energy I think is key in those games. We felt as though we won the game before we even started because of the energy and how excited we are, how excited we were. Sorry. So I think if we just continue that into the final eight, we were there last year. We know what to expect this year, this year more so. So I think we're more prepared for sure. Yeah, as you said, you were there last year. Uh, what What are you telling some of the younger players about what the experience is like and what they should expect? Um, we haven't really talked much about it yet, but I think what I'll tell them is just to, you know, accept what's happening, understand that it's such a huge opportunity for us and not to look at it, not to be intimidated at all by what's going on. We deserve to be there. We want our way into the tournament. It's 100% whatever we decide to make it. So if we decide that we're going to have a great run, we're going to bring all this energy, be so excited to be there. We're going to do very well. If we decide that we're just going to roll over and it's just nice to be there, we already won AUS. Who really cares about this tournament? I think we're not going to have very many results that and, we want. And last year you lost in the quarterfinals. Does, does that give you extra motivation this time? Um, yeah, I would say we have the same matchup as we did last year. So we're playing the same team that we played in the quarterfinals. 
So I think we really want to show that we deserve to be there. Um, they have fantastic players as well, but I think we match up almost better this year with them. So we're super excited. And uh, I think you've made a pretty strong case for uh, lots of fans to come out to these games. Am I right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. they're gonna. It's going to be a fantastic tournament. It's in a beautiful facility. Everyone should come out. Awesome. Well, Haley, uh, I know lots of fans from Atlantic Canada will be cheering you on. And uh, best of luck uh, at the final eight. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Haley McDonald is a third-year guard out of Port Williams, Nova Scotia. Her Acadian Axe women will play the Saskatchewan Huskies in the first round of the Final Eight. That starts on Thursday. The other quarterfinal games include Masters versus Concordia, Laval versus Ryerson, and Ottawa versus Regina. On the men's side, in Halifax, Calgary will play St. Mary's, Ryerson plays Concordia, Carleton plays Alberta, and Dalhousie plays UBC. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and review. And don't forget to share it with your friends. That's all for this episode of Canada's Court. Thanks for listening.